Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The 2023 season is in the books. Let's take a look at the league leaders up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FPT in 5 on Tuesday, October 3rd. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. Hope everybody had a great season. You won all your fantasy baseball championships, Scott. Let's take a look at the league leaders, starting with batting average. Luis Arise led all baseball 354. He won the NL batting title. Yandy Diaz had a 330 batting average, won the American League batting title just ahead of Corey Seager. And this past season, we had nine qualified hitters with a batting average over 300. Last year, 11 qualified hitters with a batting average over 300. This doesn't really make much sense because batting average and BABIP went up this year, yet we had less 300 hitters and less 280 hitters than a year ago. Yeah, and it was significant improvement improvement in league-wide BABIP. So, yeah, you would expect you would expect to see that more at the high end, but apparently it elevated more at the low end. Um though I will point out and I didn't do this on the full-length podcast. We did have five players this year hit 327 or better, five qualifying batters compared to zero last year. So at the very, very high end, we saw some more, we saw more really high batting averages. Um, and I suspect we didn't see nearly as many low batting averages either. Four home runs. My man, Matt Olson came through with 54 homers. Kyle Schwarber was second with 47. Pete Alonso third with 46. This year, we had six players hit 40-plus home runs, including Marcelo Zuna. What a year. Uh, 29 players with 30-plus homers. Last year, we only had four with 40-plus and 23 with 30-plus. So no matter how you want to look at it, Scott, in terms of offense this year, we had uh, overall league-wide batting average was up. Home runs were also up. Yeah, and um, that was pretty apparent early on. Remember the home run to fly ball rate in April, the coldest month of the season, was way up this year compared to last year. Last year was in the abyss. It was just a terrible month for offense. And it was the first year that the humidors were introduced league-wide, and we thought, okay, is this just going to be a trend? Every April we're going to see batting averages and home runs way down, and we're going to have to tell people to chill. Well, that wasn't the case this April. And we were kind of freaking out the other way. Well, what does this mean for the rest of the season if, if there's already this much as offense is happening in April? It turned out to be not such a big issue because we saw league-wide offensive production didn't swing as dramatically from month to month as we saw in 2022. 
which ultimately is a positive. You don't like the league environment changing so much midstream. Um, and hopefully we can come to expect this moving forward. I don't think we have nearly as many big changes on the horizon as we have the past couple of years. Your runs leader was Ronald Acuna with 149 runs scored in 159 games. Awesome stuff there. His teammate, Matt Olson, led baseball in RBI with 139 stolen bases. Back to Ronald Acuna, 73 steals. Esteri Ruiz was second in baseball with 67. And Scott, this is also where we saw a huge jump this year. We know the deal with the new rules. We had 18 players with 30 plus steals, 51 with 20 or more steals. Last year, those numbers were 6 and 24. So just amazing amounts of stolen bases this year in fantasy baseball. Yeah, and to point at, to look at the league-wide total, there were roughly 3,500 steals this year. That's compared to uh, roughly 2,500 last year. So 3,500 versus 2,500. And uh, I remember MLB, some of their representatives, when they were introducing these rule changes, saying they their own studies showed that stolen base levels would return to early 2000s level. Well, 2001, for instance, which was about as high as it got during the early 2000s, 2001 was 3,100 stolen bases. So 2023 blew even that out of the water, which I kind of expected when when MLB was giving those numbers. I'm like, I, I think they might be underestimating it, given how much we, we saw stolen bases increase in the minors with these rule changes. And sure enough, that's what happened. Stolen bases are a major part of the game again. It wouldn't surprise me if they even went up a little more next year now that everybody um, is more accustomed to the rules. Base runners will learn to take advantage of them even more and maybe coax pitchers into throwing over twice so that they can't really throw over a third time unless they're sure they're going to get them, lest they risk a balk. I, I think we might even see more of that next year. As you mentioned, we finished the season with 3,503 total stolen bases, the most in a single season since 1987, where when there were 3,585. Uh, if you want to hear about the pitching leaders, then you could do so on our full-length podcast, Fantasy Baseball Today. You could listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we will be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.